Hello love, welcome back to another podcast episode. I thank you for being here, I thank you for being you, I thank you for showing up and for doing what you need to do in order to survive. I was trying to make an episode this morning because I was really discouraged and was in this mind pattern and I'll try to reword it again and then maybe I'll just describe what I'm feeling right now but I'm feeling very irritable today, I'm feeling very overwhelmed and when I feel anger I feel anger from the tips of my fingers like it's a very unfamiliar feeling but at the same time it's very familiar it's like this pulsing feeling from the tips of my fingers to my heart space that's what anger feels like to me and it's a very passionate feeling um but it's not something I can channel into something if that makes sense like it's also this feeling that radiates from like my lower abdomen up into my chest so it's like all over my body just ricochets up into my heart space and into my lungs and I feel just like this dense feeling there of pulse and so anger is not really a feeling that I allow myself to feel a lot either because I grew up with very angry people around me and I hated the way that they made me feel so I've always refused to allow myself to lash out or be angry around anybody else because it makes you feel so unsafe because they feel so hostile and unpredictable when people do take anger out on you. And I have an issue with not liking when people don't like me or when people are angry at me because it makes me feel like I have to abandon myself. And that's something that I've come to the conclusion of recently. Talking to a new therapist um, is, I, I share this with a lot of people that I get close with. And I'm like, I don't like conflict. Um, although I do want to talk when there when there is an issue I would rather we talk about it than just be angry at each other. I don't want to just lash out. I want to sit down and try to have some kind of conversation to try to figure it out first. Um, And if that means space in between, cool. But I eventually want to sit down because I've noticed that um, I used to be very passive-aggressive. And sometimes I am. And I won't, like, be passive-aggressive in an angry way um, unless it's, like, towards my family members that won't allow me to be angry. But it's, like... I will just hide what I'm feeling and I'll just get really, really quiet. So I don't know if you count that as passive aggressive, but it's not like, no, I'm fine. It's like, no, I'm fine. Like, and I'll be really, really quiet um, instead of just being like, yeah, I feel angry. And so lately also when people ask me how I'm feeling, if I'm not even like close with them, they're like, how are you doing right now? And like checking in with me, I'm just like, I will be honest. I'd be like, I'm frustrated or... I'm overwhelmed or I'll say an example of why what's making me upset and a lot of people that catches them off guard because we're so used to in society just being like oh yeah I'm fine I'm good and then brushing it off but when somebody asks me how I'm feeling I'm starting to actually say what I'm feeling being like and often I'm not frustrated at that person I'm frustrated at the experience and which is unfolding So I never try to be like, I'm angry at you. I'll say, I'm upset at circumstances. I'm frustrated at circumstances. I need a breath. I just want silence. Or like the other day, I was really like emotionally drained and my social battery was so low. And so I was quiet. And normally I'm pretty talkative around these particular people. And so I was like, hey, my social battery is really low. So if I'm quiet, it's not because I'm upset. It's just because I do not have the room to hold a conversation right now. I'm emotionally exhausted. And that's how I feel right now too. So I'm kind of just hanging out in my cabin before I have to start noon chores. Um, And so I'm just, I'm just hanging out, but it's 
communication is a big thing too. Um, and I'm not perfect. When I say any of these things on this platform, it's not saying that I'm perfect by any means. It's just me saying this is what I'm learning and this is the observations that I have of others, which is also normally an observation of myself. Um, something too is I'm a very ob- observational person. I'm a very self-resilient person in my opinion. Um, because as humans, we self-actualize and I like to, I don't know when it started, but I I can just like deeply observe things. And some people, they really do not like that. And it's a really interesting pattern when I found those people of when I say an observation of others or of myself, or maybe I'm just like, hey, I have this observation of you while we're talking with this. Can I share it with you? Um, It's typically narcissists and gaslighters that when you bring up an observation of yourself or of others or of them in a way of asking for consent, they will freak out because they're like, shit, somebody's analyzing me. Somebody can figure out my tactics. Somebody knows me more than I do because gaslighters and narcissists, I'm I'm trying to formulate a good podcast episode on educational purposes of gaslighters and how to look out for them um, because I've had so much personal experience lately with gaslighters um, and narcissists and even growing up with adults mostly in my life, being narcissists and gaslighters, um, and even people that are in my life currently that I notice gaslighting behaviors of, that I'm trying to find ways of setting boundaries with, without having to abandon my needs. Um, and so I'm trying to make a informative podcast episode on that without shitting on anybody, because even though they did shitty things towards me and it's unacceptable, it's they did teach me a lesson. And I am trying to find the psychology of why narcissists and gaslighters are the way that they are. Um, so yeah, but anyhow, um, when you, so narcissists and gaslighters, I'll just disclaim this before I make a podcast episode later on, is they have no sense of self. They don't have any sense. Often they're terrified of looking themselves in the mirror. Um, they don't have any observation of who they actually are. And so that's why, so they're hurt and so they will hurt others, hurt people, hurt people. Gaslighters will gaslight because they were gaslit because their parents didn't know themselves at all. So therefore their children, they'll, the parents will gaslight the children. Then the children grew up not knowing how or who they were. So then when people, empathic people come in and it's also hand in hand, narcissists and empaths always are somehow coupled up because they're teaching each other and it's either you can observe that and learn from that or you can just become a gaslighter with them and they'll gaslight you you'll gaslight them and they'll become a repeated pattern and I'm sure in my past before I've observed any of this I'm sure I've gaslit people that's another thing is like I tried making an episode and I didn't take any accountability for my own actions of how I could have been a gaslighter in my past because I was raised by gaslighting tendencies so it's like I'm not perfect and that's something that I'm trying to explain to people too is sometimes people see in like this spiritual healing place they think that I have an inflated ego and they're like oh so you know everything huh and I'm like I don't know shit (laughs) I'm just sharing my experiences and helping other hurting humans try to heal you know um so yeah I am just trying to navigate all of that but I was going so I'm observing patterns in a lot of people of when they, when I observe things or when I do things and they don't like them um, and the way that those are continued patterns that I've had since childhood. And I've had such intricate patterns come to me for the past five years of my life. I swear, I've noticed them now within the last 
four months, but the same people and different bodies keep coming to me. And it's so wild how that happens until you observe it. And so I'm observing it and I'm trying to find ways of breaking out of those habits. And I think that's just taking space and not people pleasing and setting boundaries and saying what I want and not having to abandon my own needs. And so um, circling back around again, I don't know if I fully explained this, but um, gaslighters, when you observe something in them, they will lash out at you. That's why they also don't like you healthily communicating because it makes them bad and wrong when they already have no sense of self being human. And so they will literally break down, have like a internal bipolar disorder type of complete shutdown in their brain and turn on on almost like a new personality. They will go from fun-loving to literally becoming a new adopted person within matters of seconds when you question their reality because they already don't have any sense of reality and that's what I'm trying to get to um and so that's just another observed pattern that I'm noticing in people that have gaslighting tendencies as soon as I observe something and they completely shut down and freak out I will take a step back you know um I'm making a list of like things and qualities that I find in people that I've observed over the years and in my life you know as it changes and unfolds um ways of things that I will no longer accept in relationships and I will keep my I will be vulnerable but I will not let them close enough to hurt me if that makes sense so like I'll be completely cracked open and transparent with my emotions but as soon as my emotions feel a little bit unacknowledged I will take a step back and I'll put up that wall for right now doesn't mean I'm going to stop my vulnerability with anybody else it just means with that person I'm taking a break in the boundary with. Um, and the other thing that I'm observing within myself is I'm addicted to pain and chaos. And I've talked about this so many times, but even in the last relationships that I've been in with people where I've been more than friends with them, I'm addicted to their behaviors and I've been craving that chaos within people. And so I noticed that when I was around these people, I was very highly heightened emotions. Um, where I was crying a lot, or I was emotional. And so I have not been emotional, not being around people that are, you know, guilt tripping me all the time and making me feel like I'm crazy. So I haven't been able to cry. And I don't like that because crying for me is so healing. It's so, it's like my grounding place is tears rolling down my face. My way, when I can process emotions, I feel so much better. And it's simply just my way of grounding. And so when I'm not in that space, I'm so used to being around people that make me cry like once a week at their abusive behavior towards me mentally and emotionally. That now that I'm not around it, I'm craving somebody to hurt me to make me cry, which sounds absolutely absurd when I say it out loud to me. But we do that all the time as humans is it becomes a pattern. And I was listening to a podcast episode called... Um, uh, the Secular Buddhist by something Rashetta, a friend told me about it. And um, he was talking about the path of least resistance. And so we often think that the path of least resistance is going with the flow, but sometimes going with the flow is the easier thing. And the easier thing is the thing that we're used to. And the thing that we're used to has, is the thing that's been constantly hurting us. So do you really want to pick the path of least resistance? Or do you want to pick the path and which might be a little bit more uncomfortable, but that helps you grow into this new level and this new awareness of who you are and who you're going to be unfolding to become. And so 
that's another really interesting observation that I've been, uh, I almost said like entitled to, but just like been in flow of. And I've also been extremely unpresent. So no matter what unfolds in front of me, nothing's been good enough. Like um, I've talked about here on a couple times, like I spent a few days on the Pacific Northwest. And even though it was the most beautiful time of my life, I honestly feel in my bones, um, I couldn't be present. And I would look at the thing and I'd be like, all right, I'm done. I've seen it. Like, I would look at whatever beautiful scenery and that's how it is. No matter where I am right now, I'll see something beautiful or something beautiful will happen. But I cannot be present with it. And I think that presence is also not analyzing the present moment. Um, and I'm constantly analyzing and trying to find poetry everywhere to become this person that I think I need to become. And that's another thing is all these things are just unraveling. Um, where I don't need to become anything. I don't need to be anybody. I don't need to, I don't owe anybody anything. I don't owe myself anything. I just need to exist and I just need to experience. And that's what I think being human is, is we're all confused. And I'll look at people all over social media. And so I deleted um, some social media today for a period of time because we look at people on social media and they look so put together. And then I'm sure same with my social medias. I look so put together, but I'm like unraveling every single day where I'm like, I have like an existential crisis at least once or twice a day where I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, how did I get here? How do I move forward? You know, why is my life not perfect? How can I make it better? Why am I not improving myself more? And you know, all these things. So it's nobody's perfect. Literally everybody is struggling. People can say all they want of, oh, I'm good. But like maybe like extreme Buddhists that have been like practicing meditation every single day for like years, maybe they're at a point where they're literally completely happy with the human conditional suffering um, because they make peace with it. They are extremely vigilantly present within that. But within our everyday capitalistic life where you literally cannot be present within that and I would I say all the time are you going to be present but am I present myself no I'm not um and so I had to practice what I preach and that's why like I'm taking such a step back from explaining anything deeply related on any kind of social media platform or even on here why I haven't been posting as much without just like digital diarying um is because I feel like I have no grasp on anything. I'm in like, I watched and I listened to another piece of a podcast today by this dude named Stoic George. And um, he talked about how he's in like hermit mode. And his hermit mode was a little bit different than what I'm hermiting moding <laughs> about. But like, I, I'm confused on life. I'm so confused on everything. And I'm 19, but I feel like I'm in that cliche, like 20s era that everybody and their mom talks about of like the 20s are the hardest because by 30 we feel we have to settle down and know our career and have a family so in your 20s you're scrambling around to figure out who you are what you are what you're doing and everybody has like existential crises and that's where I'm really at right now is I finally moved out of home you know about wait it was the day before March so March April May June just about four months like June's just about over um, I moved away from home, and so I have no personality within what people from my hometown know me as or my family knows me as because nobody actually knows me out here, and I don't actually know anybody out here. So I'm really just like a free-flowing soul that is just, you know, 
bouncing and ebbing and flowing and becoming and I am constantly becoming and unbecoming all the time. Um, ooh, I also really want to change the name of this podcast. Um, and I really want to start like something fresh and new. Maybe, maybe not. But like the radical unbecoming of things is some of the hardest things ever. And that's what they call like dark night of the soul or like ego death is having to unravel every single thing that we've been told since we were a child and digging into things and shadow work and trauma work is not digging into your past it's what's being triggered from your past in this present moment that's the only thing you have to worry about that's the only thing like if somebody triggers you set with that emotion why is it triggering you where in childhood has this similarly happened before and so we often think that trauma healing is sitting with these deep things for years and months and being like okay well um I have to go back to age five today and I have to do all the healing for age five or I have to go back to age 13 I have to do all the healing for age 13 this month it's like no the only thing we have to consecutively consecutively do or pay attention to is just the unraveling of what's happening now so let's say somebody specifically does something and I'm trying to find an example um my thing is I just have a hard time when people are upset like angry because I just feel like the ground is so shaky and like I'm walking on eggshells because anger in my household was like literally walking on eggshells if I did something wrong it would be taken out on me even if my parents were having a hard day and so um trying to um figure out how to safely navigate when other people around me are angry especially like strangers that I don't know well when they're upset um I feel like I have to abandon my needs in order to please them to make them happy um and if I don't do that then I feel like I'm extremely unsafe and it will cause me to feel like I have to have a panic attack or whatever and so I'm learning to not abandon my needs when somebody else is upset because those people aren't upset at me they're upset at other circumstances that are either coming through me or that um, I'm triggering within them. And so I'm learning that I don't need to, um, I can take a de- like an extra breath when I need to. And I need to be radically myself so I can find people that accept me for me. And if they don't, then that's perfectly okay. Then, you know, I no longer want the company of people that aren't willing to accept all of me when I have a pretty open heart I think to radically accepting a lot of people but sometimes they're also not for me and not judging them for the way they are but just being like cool you know what we were buddies for a minute or whatever and it's time to move on and that's the beauty of life too is detaching um I don't remember why I was going down this rabbit hole right now but those are other things that I'm learning um and today I like I said I was just like very irritable this morning and so I came in my cabin and um I was trying to figure out like anger and I don't know if I already said this on those podcast episodes because I I redone it like twice um but anger oh yeah I think I had to talk about it yeah anger is that feeling that is like very unfamiliar to me um, within my own self and so I'm trying to accept that anger also is not a scary thing for everybody um, and that there is a healthy beautiful way of processing anger and that is just not taking it out on other people and so I think taking care of your own anger um, and doing it in a healthy way for you setting with it 
is called sacred rage and i've made an episode about this before sacred rage um and this is just like another another little piece so yeah when you can i had a friend i don't know if i talked about this on one of the episodes um but i had a friend who was like i want to see you angry and i was like i'm not gonna do that because also i think when anybody gets angry sometimes they can black out and that's why i also sometimes have compassion um is because sometimes when you get angry you literally black out what was happening because it's such a weirdly intense um emotion this energy because emotion is literally energy in motion and so when i used to get little and i used to get angry before i was told like you're not allowed to be angry and that's why i'm like passive aggressive um sometimes is which i'm working on is um what was i saying Oh, I used to literally get so angry. I would just black out and be angry. Like, I don't remember what I would say. Or, like, you know, when you're, like, as a little kid and somebody shoves you, I would, like, push them ten times harder. I'm like, you fucking touch me. (laughs) You're going to be fucking blasted to the ground. And I would use all the energy in my body to make sure they felt the pain that they just made me feel. And then I realized, well, that's not going to get me anywhere either. So then I stopped being reactive. And so now I'm in this place where I'm not reactive at all when it comes to conflict. So you're going to ebb and flow out of so many things. And it's what works for you to not be able to abandon yourself. And I think that's the biggest thing to not allow me to abandon myself as of right now. Um, Honestly, being angry back at the other person could maybe be even better. Um, Because I guess this is abandoning myself. When somebody's upset at me and they start yelling at me, I will just get quiet. And I will just say, "Mm mm-hmm okay okay yeah and I a lot of people are like why are you not saying something back like the last argument I had with somebody um they did something shitty and they're like well we're only together for a few more minutes tell me how you feel and I'm like no like if I want to go off I will go fucking off and I will I will go crazy like I will literally tell you everything that's on my mind and I'll tell you how much of a shitty thing that was and everything but I know that that will literally create more chaos. And so I was just like, I don't want to say anything. I think I'm just going to be quiet. And that pissed them off a little bit more. Because I think sometimes people also really want to see a reaction from us. Um, because it fuels them. And I notice I do that sometimes too. Where I'll do something and I'm waiting for somebody to react a certain way. Maybe not in an angry way. But just in some way. And when they don't react. I keep wanting to do that thing to see how they react. Um, and so it's a little bit of a test of us to be doing that um just remember to have to shut off some flower beds uh yeah anyhow so yeah um so anything else that is on my mind that i want to share with this podcast episode i think yeah it's just allow yourself to be completely lost um and allow yourself to be okay within the unknown of anything that's happening in front of you another thing that i've noticed is it's i don't know how to say this without it sounding like judgmental but it's just something that i observe in people as as humans we want control so badly And when we can't have that control, a lot of us go ballistic. 
Like, as soon as we don't have that control, we will go, we will go crazy. And so I've had to do a lot of surrendering the past year. So I think I've gotten a lot better with letting go of control because I've had so many circumstances the past, like, three years where I've had no control and I can either sit there and go crazy about it or I can literally just say it is what it is and save my sanity. Um, because when I was younger, I used to go crazy when I didn't have control. It made me feel extremely abandoned when I didn't have control. And so now I just learned that as humans, we think we have control over things, but in reality, we don't at all. So, yeah. Um, but people that constantly need control over things is something that I'm taking a break from. I'm like, I cannot constantly be around you because... When they don't have control, they will take it out on you. And I'm like, that's not okay for my mental health. Like, and it's not okay that you take that out on me. Like, if you don't have control, it's not fair that you're going to take your anger out because you don't have control on me when I didn't do anything. Um, and it's a big anxiety thing. And as soon as I had my awful anxiety, I realized I had no control. Like, I did everything to try to control my anxiety, stopping panic attacks, nothing worked. I literally just had to wait for my panic attacks to be over for me to finally, like, breathe again. And so, which is really funny, Pattern just sent me a notification that said, today you might be experiencing the full spectrum of emotions. And yes, yes, I am. Um, so, yeah. Letting go of control. I've been talking about that a lot lately. The craziness of life, change. Um, also, I'm realizing that literally every moment will pass. And that sounds crazy to say because it's like, oh yeah, it's no-brainer. But I'll be in the middle of something and I'll be like, oh my god, this moment's never going to end. This day just sucks or whatever. Or the circumstance sucks. And then it'll be like three hours later and I won't even remember why I was upset. You know? Um, or it's like, I don't like the person that I was last week is so much different than who I am this week or who I was a month ago is so much different than who I am now. And I will be incredibly different next month and next week and tomorrow. And that's riding the wave. That's riding the river. It's allowing yourself to be different and change. And sometimes people also, they'll get upset at you and you're, they're like, you've changed. And it's like, yeah. We're supposed to change. We are nature. We're not supposed to stay the same. Leaves blow around. They become new things. You know, same with water. It's constantly going through a different cycle. Um, we're not meant to stay the same. That's called stagnancy. And when there's stagnancy, you rot or you go stale. And so we're meant to be changing and flowing. And that's something that also a lot of people, when they're in relationships with people, they're like, you've changed. We have to break up. Yes, you changed. That's so awesome. I applaud your change. And if we're changing in ways that's no longer going to work, we can say bye. Um, but don't be hard on yourself or on your partner for changing because they're supposed to change. That's something that I'm also learning to accept is sometimes people change and I'm not expecting it. And it hurts in the moment, but then I realize it was because they're supposed to exit my life for something new to come in. So stop resisting that change. Allow it to be. Um... So yeah, but I love you and I thank you for tuning into this podcast episode and I'll talk to you again when I talk to you and you're loved. So bye bye.